welcome to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. This is the podcast where missionaries come in and tell us authentic stories that they love, and I know that you will too. It's six questions in about nine-ish minutes because we all know that without a timeline, missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded. And so today we've got a friend of mine, Brother Roy Stelzig, and we are excited to have you on, brother. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me on. We're going to get right into it, and um, question one, go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and your family and your field. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click through here as I do it, but uh, I'm Roy Stelzig. Um, to show you guys, uh, sorry, my family, uh, my wife, Justine, my two kids, Mila and Lincoln, and uh, we are missionaries to uh, Tuk Tuk in the Northwest Territories of Canada. We're 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Um, it's a beautiful place. We're very spoiled. Uh, we get these views all the time. Uh, and, uh, but we are, but I'm pastoring a church, Tuktiaktuk Baptist Church, uh, right here in the community. Uh, we, we see an average of, I'd say, we've had 19 uh, people in each service, uh, typically, the Nuvialuit uh, folks. Uh, Inuit would be the, um, general name for the people. Uh, the, the old uh, politically incorrect name would have been Eskimo years ago. Uh, this is my friend Peter. We were out getting wood in this picture. And uh, I'm just scrolling through kind of quickly through here just to kind of show you some of the beauty of our land that's here. Uh, we, these are all pictures, basically my front yard. Uh, this is actually the Arctic Ocean. I was out for a ride and I got to see a nice pressure crack all the way through. At the end of the crack, though you can't see it in the picture, is our town. Uh, so, uh, but uh, just a few little pictures here and there, just to give you an idea of the, be of the beauty of our area. But uh, our community is a, a town of about 900 people, 950 people, give or take. Very small community, uh, one road going in, gravel road. Next town's two hours away on the gravel road, so. Awesome. Well, that's some remote remote missions. That's exciting to hear about. So, um, so then question number two then, for you, what is the best part about being in missions? So so there's the, the spiritual answer and there's the real answer, okay? I'll give you the spiritual answer first, and it's the true answer. We get to serve the Lord, and that's a huge honor. We can serve the Lord and tell others about the, about the gospel. Whenever we get to the story part, I've watched your videos. Uh, when we get to the story part later, um, I'll tell you more about that. Um, but we get to uh, share the gospel with folks. But here's the thing. Everybody talks about the, the scary parts of being a missionary. Being a missionary is fun. Uh, even deputation, we got to go all over the U.S. and be in all kinds of churches and all kinds of towns that we wouldn't have been in otherwise. And we get to see things like you all saw a second ago the aurora borealis i get to go out for walks on the arctic ocean in the winter i get to go out and, and, and see this beautiful creation i get to go out on snowmobiles and four-wheelers and things that guys want to do and i'm doing it in my ministry i get to do it the lord allowed me to do those things so it's a it's a huge adventure and it's a privilege to serve the lord here yeah surely it's, it's awesome it's like it's like the lord mixes like uh business and fun all at the same time and it just makes Absolutely. it this big one awesome life adventure and you get to serve the lord i like that answer a lot <laughs> so 
So then number three, then, uh, what would the inverse of that be? And what's maybe one of the more challenging aspects of ministry for you guys? Now, I, I'm going to go with the flow on this one. I know every missionary said the same thing. It's that balance, that work life, family life. Uh, here especially, you know, you want to go out and spend an eight-hour day cutting wood uh, because it, it's needed. Um, but then you have to have time to study and, and get ready for the service services. Uh, you have to have time for your family. And then on top of that, we have a lot of correspondence and things to keep up with. And, and I'll be honest, the one that normally takes the hit first is the correspondence. That's the first thing that goes out the window because I'd rather have my family warm with the heat from the fire. I'd rather spend time with my family. I'd rather spend time with the people here. And so I appreciate all those pastors that are very patient with me when my letter comes at the end of the month, it's supposed to come, you know, um, it's just the way life goes here. And so it's hard to balance the, the time. So, yeah. It's good to know that I'm not the only one, but yes, perfect. It's a good answer. It really is. And I'm happy for answers like that because it shows the real life of everything. And, um, you know, I think it's relatable for anybody listening. Everybody somehow struggles with this balance of, and you know, you fill in the blank for your own life, but, um, yeah, definitely. That is definitely up there in the challenges. For sure. So, sure. so then number four, um, what are some missionaries that you would suggest that need to be on this podcast? Sure. Uh, the guy we work with, Steve Donnelly, um, he's been up here for 30 years. Uh, we're, we're just getting started in the ministry here. He's helping us transition into the leadership role here and, and get used to living in, in the Arctic. I used to joke that he's keeping us alive for our first couple of years. Uh, but uh, he's the guy that if you want to hear some stories about the Arctic, he's the guy to call. But there's guys all across the Western Arctic that are working. And, and by the way, we need a lot more of them. Uh, Matt Northcutt worked in, in Siberia for, for quite, a, quite a while. He's actually working in Newfoundland now. Uh, Todd and Jody Holland in Norman Wells, uh, Northwest Territories. Um, uh, Larry Noland uh, is in Aklavik. Uh, then you have in Rankin Inlet, you have the Jones family there, uh, Nathan and Becky Jones, and all those folks. And there's a lot more I could list, but all those folks are, are great people to talk to, especially learning about the Arctic. So, yeah. Well, I look forward to getting in contact with them. Love to have some more Arctic missionaries on here. So, uh, thanks for sharing the names. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Number five, then the big question. Uh, just take three to five minutes and tell us a story that you love about your time in the, in the ministry? Sure. Um, well, earlier I mentioned uh, things are a bit different here with, with the way that, uh, well, let me just let me say this. I, I showed you a picture of, of Peter and I getting firewood. Um, that day, uh, this is kind of more of a fun story than anything, I suppose. That day uh, we went on his snowmobile because I don't didn't have one yet. I, I couldn't afford one yet. And so uh, what that meant is he had a sled that he pulled behind and so first he said, all right, well, hop on with me. And it was a one-seat snowmobile. And so he was standing up, and I was sitting behind him, and I was holding him like this, trying to look away. It wasn't <laughs> working. So I wound up in the sled in the back. And he said, I'll go slow for you. I said, okay. And slow for him was not slow for me. I was back there with the tools and the firewood, and I was bouncing up and down, about to fly out of that that rickety sled, you know. And... Um, I, I thought, man, I, I wish he'd just slow down. What is wrong with him? Well, then after I got my own snowmobile, I took my family out, and they were in the sled, and they were all airborne too. They were doing the same thing, and I was trying to go slow. But um, 
but you know, we, we spent hours that day out there uh, getting firewood. And, and the thing I remember the most was uh, we were just having a good time and, and fellowshipping. And he said, well, I'm going to take a load back to the truck. I said, okay, you want me to go with you? He said, no, no, we'll, we'll keep the weight down in the sled so we can carry more wood. And then it's 30 minutes back and forth. I'll, I'll come back and, and we'll, we'll keep going. So, okay. And I started looking around. This was in the, in the fall. What about bears? Like, what if there's a bear? And he said, oh, if there's a bear. Just start your chainsaw and rev it. He'll, he'll scare away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm sitting there holding my chainsaw looking there was no danger, you know, at all. I was fine. Now I know a little bit better, but, um, but you know, it was just a, that was the first moment I said, okay, this is the missionary story. This is the pastor John Norman Johnston story that, that, that I have here that, uh, that I can tell, but what's happened. That's the way visitation and things are done here. Yeah. You spend time getting to know people on a personal level. You go out into the, the woods with them or into the, the bush with them, not so much the woods. Uh, you go out there and, and you work and, and you get to know them on a personal level. And then you get to talk about spiritual things and the gospel. You can minister to people. And so um, that's the way the ministry is here. And that was the first day where I really got to experience what the ministry is going to be like. And then the, the real reward was uh, uh, a few months later, uh, we, I was in church and had some guys come up or talking and I had two or three guys within a, a couple hours of each other say the same thing, talking about me and Brother Donnelly. We love this church. It's not like the church we grew up in. I said, really? Well, how's that? They said, because you just open up the Bible and you tell us what the Bible says and nothing else. You don't tell us all the things that you think we should do. You don't tell us all the traditions and things. You just tell us the, what the Bible says the way it say, says it. And I just... It was the most humbling and flattering thing I'd ever heard. And I just, it's incredible that, that they could see that difference. And uh, it, it's exciting. And uh, we're, we're, we're excited about the prospects for the future with, with, with that. So, What a privilege. We're excited for you. I look forward to keeping up with you and seeing what the Lord does. So. Absolutely. Well, then kind of the closing question, then number six, have you had the privilege of having any cultural or language faux pas kind of stuff happen up there? A, a lot. And, and I, I wouldn't count that story I just told you as a, as a faux pas. It's just, that's just life. Those things still happen even now. Yesterday, I was rolling over a snowmobile because I, I tipped it. It's just what I did. And so that's, that's life. But um, there's something here called uh, Eskimo ice cream. That's the nickname it's given. It's got a traditional name. Everybody calls it Eskimo ice cream. And I assumed it was like snow ice cream or snow cream, right? I don't know if you've ever had that you know, condensed milk and, and snow. So well, I was at a, a friend's house and he looks at me and he says, hey, have you had Eskimo ice cream yet? No, I haven't. Oh, do you want some? Sure, I'll try a bit. And he says, be careful, it's really rich. Now, rich means it's very fatty, it's very, like we say, rich, but typically it means it has a high fat content, is what rich means. And I went, okay, that makes sense. You know, it's sweet and condensed milk, and it's just, yeah. And it brings out the stuff, and it's not cold. And I was like, huh, okay, whatever. Maybe it's just, it, it, it becomes solid somehow. And, and so I take it and I put it in my mouth, 
there is no cream of any kind in this thing at all. And then I realized what it is. It is actually rendered caribou fat. And it's melted down and poured in the snow until it becomes a gelatin. And here's the thing. If I had known that's what I was getting, I would have prepared myself and been okay. (laughs) I was expecting something sweet. And I had a mouthful of mushy, waxy caribou fat. And it didn't taste bad, but it's not what I was expecting. And the other problem is it, it creates a film in your whole mouth. And he says, oh, would you like some coffee? Please, please give me some coffee. And so then I had to wait for the coffee to brew. And I'm just sitting here waiting patiently. <laughs> please bring me the coffee. And then uh, there have been a lot of little things like that that have come up. Again, I would eat it again if I was offered it because it, it wasn't bad. But it, but I took a big old bite of it not knowing what I was doing. And it, Eskimo ice cream is not ice cream. <laughs> It's a good thing to know. So anybody listening, if you're ever offered Eskimo ice cream, prepare yourself. <laughs> it, it is good though. It is good. Just not, it's not ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Now, Brother Roy, it's, it's been good to catch up with you and see you again. It's been a few years since we've uh, talked um, sure. been around each other, but thanks for being on the podcast today and sharing your story. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate uh, the time. How can people continue to stay up to date with your guys' story and follow you? Sure. So our actual website is uh, stelzigsnorth.com. Uh, but really the best way to do it is to go at stelzigsnorth on Facebook. Facebook's always updated all the time. You can also go to All Points Baptist Mission. That's the mission board that we work with. Uh, they have all of our information at All Points Baptist Mission as well. So. We'll have those in the link below. That way you guys can catch up with them and keep up to date with the Stelzig family. So thanks again, brother. Glad that you were on today. Thank you. For everybody listening, this has been Josh Wagar with Brother Roy Stelzig. You've been listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, and we will see you next time. Thanks.